Hello everyone, I'm Christopher Tan and welcome to Providence Money Wisdom, an original podcast inspired by my book Money Wisdom, Simple Truths for Financial Wellness. In this podcast, I'll be sharing simple financial truths to guide you in navigating through the minefields of misinformation and false promises in order to achieve financial security and peace of mind. Retiring in Singapore Whenever I speak at conferences and panel discussions, I'm often posed with this common pressing question. Can we retire in Singapore? From the chorus behind the question, it appears that many Singaporeans are worried they are unable to retire in Singapore. But what does it take to retire in Singapore, or for that matter, anywhere in the world? When we approach or enter retirement age, we basically need three things. Firstly, a fully paid house. Secondly, medical expense insurance to pay hospital bills. And last but not least, monthly income for all your needs such as food and utilities. According to the Department of Statistics, more than 90% of the Singaporean households own their own homes and over 80% of lower income households, and I mean those in the bottom 20% of income, also own their own homes. This is notwithstanding the fact that many households are still servicing their mortgage loans. In addition, since 2015, every Singaporean has now a basic medical expense insurance called MediShield Life. So that leaves one final part of the equation. Will we have sufficient monthly income when we retire? That depends on what is sufficient for us. According to a report by the CPF Advisory Panel, by 2025, the average monthly household expenditure per household member for the 21st to the 40th expenditure quintile will be about $657. And for the 61st to the 80th expenditure quintile, it will be about $1,338. We can assume that the former are individuals with lower income and latter with higher income in their working years. This is a good guide as we look at what constitutes a basic income. So let's talk about the retirement plan. It is recommended that your retirement income portfolio be divided into two portions. The first portion gives you a reliable income stream so that you may enjoy a basic retirement or adequate retirement. The second portion is additional income that enables you to indulge in a more comfortable lifestyle. This additional income usually comes from investments in higher return instruments that are spread over, well, what we call in Provident, over a few buckets for drawdown or withdrawals at different periods. To achieve a reliable income stream for basic retirement, I'll say consider annuity. It is one of the best instruments available. It hedges against longevity risks and pays a fixed amount regardless of market volatility and for life. Well, for me, I consider CPF Life as the best annuity in Singapore to date. Well, quote-unquote, issued by the Singapore government, it has a very low issuer risk, zero distribution cost because it's commission-free, and yields the best return, well, currently guaranteed at 4% per year. Made available in 2009, the CPF Life Scheme or Central Provident Fund Lifelong Income for the Elderly 
provides Singapore citizens and permanent residents with a monthly payout for as long as they live. Based on your needs and liability, you will be able, or rather based on your needs and ability, you will be able to buy different annuity payouts. So, how can you save towards these sums at age 55 years old? Well, what are these sums to begin with? Now, this sum of money has got three names. The first name is called Basic Retirement Sum. At a point of reading this in 2022, the basic retirement sum is 96k. And if you have the basic retirement sum at age 55, when you are 65 years old, the payout will be about 800 to 900 dollars. The full retirement sum is about 192k. And if you have this amount at age 55, by age 65, the monthly payout will be about 1500 over dollars. And of course, the third one is called Enhanced Retirement Sum. This amount is 288k in two, uh, 2022. Yeah, and if you have this amount by uh, age 65, or rather, if you have this amount at age 55, at age 65, the payout will be about $2,300-$2,400 per month for life. So, as I mentioned, how do you save towards this amount? The best way is through your CPF contributions. Of course, it is tax-free to save and tax-free when you take out. In addition, every dollar you put in earns a guaranteed minimum of 2.4 or rather 2.5%, I beg your pardon, to 5% annually. It is now easier to reach these sums with a slew of measures that were rolled out, introduced in 2016. What are they? Since 2016, the CPF salary ceiling has been raised to $6,000 from $5,000. This means that an additional $60,000 is saved at age 65 if you are age 45 earning $6,000 or more today. Secondly, CPF contribution by workers aged 50 to 55 was raised by 2%. Those of age 56 to 60 and 61 to 65 go up by 1% and 0.5% respectively. This was done in 2016. And also CPF members age 55 and above will also earn an additional 1% extra interest on the first 30,000 of their combined balances with up to 20,000 from the ordinary account. Now, all this may sound very confusing over the podcast, but if you want to have a clearer idea how it works, you can head on to our Providence YouTube and we have done a series of CPF videos to clarify on this matter. Now, it is expected that among the cohort of CPF members turning 55 in 2020, 7 in 10 active members will accumulate enough CPF savings to meet the basic retirement sum. And as I mentioned earlier, as at 2022, this is 96K. With the recent CPF initiatives, it also means that more Singaporeans will be able to reach their retirement sums. Unfortunately, all of this may not help those low-income elderly who currently still fall short of having enough CPF savings to meet the basic retirement sum at age 55. Their wages have been generally lower in the past, thus the amount set aside via the CPF are correspondingly less. 
these older members also have a shorter runway to benefit from the 1% extra interest on the first $60,000 of balances and the Workfare Income Supplement Scheme introduced in 2007 which tops up the CPF account of lower income members. Their low balances may only give them a payout of say $200 per month by the time they reach 65. Now this is where the silver support scheme comes in. It is meant to help this particular group of people when they turn 65 and also people in similar situations in the future. With an average payment of $200 per person added to their own CPF payouts and coupled with some allowance given by their children, they may still be able to retire adequately. Now, if all these still do not help, there is one more card and quote-unquote I say card because since most Singaporeans own their own homes, they can monetize them to supplement their retirement income by renting out rooms or by downgrading or some people call it right-sizing to smaller homes. The CPF scheme has facilitated many Singaporeans to own homes, fund medical expense insurance premiums via the Medisafe accounts, invest in a host of instruments and accumulate a reasonable sum of money to buy the CPF life annuity. It has evolved over the years to keep in touch with the changing needs of individuals and households. With the latest initiatives, including CPF Life, lower-income households, and even those who only have lower balances will be better helped. I believe every Singaporean can at least have a basic retirement. Beyond retirement adequacy, I would like to encourage those who are better off financially to adopt a more comprehensive medical expense insurance for, medical, uh, for better medical care and invest more broadly in order to give yourself additional income for a lifestyle that you desire. One final thought. A good retirement is not just about having enough money. It is also about living a purposeful life. So, while you plan financially, do consider how you purpose to live the last phase of your life. The latter is as important, if not more important, than the first. Thank you for tuning in to Providence Money Wisdom. I will be back soon with the next episode. For more information on my book or Providence Services, kindly visit Provident.com. I'll see you the next time. All analysis, views or opinions from interviews, recommendations and other information broadcasted, podcasted or published herein are provided for general information purposes only. Information expressed does not take into account any specific situation, particular needs or objectives and should not be construed as specific advice or a recommendation. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal or tax professional before taking any action. Provident Limited does not accept any liability for any loss whatsoever arising from any use of the information broadcasted, podcasted or published herein. All contents and information contained herein may not be copied or reproduced 
in whole or in part by any means without prior written consent of Provident Limited.